Very good. <laughs> Very good. We're going to do a north, south, north, west, south, east prayer um, this morning. And um, it just happens, as you will know, that many churches, including ours, are built north, south, east, west. So you don't really need to um, uh, get a compass when you come to church because you know what way you're facing, which is east. We're going to start that way. You don't need to stand up again, but if you want to wiggle around a bit and face north, we're going to pray northwards. Let's pray. We're going to pray for God's world. Think going northwards um, with warming of the Arctic and Antarctic and all creation struggling. Lord, we thank you for your beautiful world. We thank you for all that you've made. We ask that we will be able to take care of your world. Help us to live well. Pray for the leaders of the world to make decisions for the good of all. We thank you, Lord. Amen. We're going to uh, face west now, but you don't have to wiggle all the way around if you like, but west is that way. Just think west if you can't turn west. Let's think about West Ealing, our community. Lord, we pray for our community in which you place this building and this community of worshipping believers in Jesus. We pray for our businesses that are struggling. We pray for our schools, especially St. John's School. We pray for healing in our community after some of the struggles in the last few days. Now we're going to pray southwards. I think, I think southwards, probably more people are living southwards than any other direction. So let's pray for the peoples of the world. Lord, we want to pray for the world you've made, where people are fighting one another, and we pray for your peace and your healing. And we're going to pray facing eastward. The church is east, facing east because we're facing the, the rising sun and we remember that we're following Jesus who's risen from the dead. Lord, we want to thank you so much that Jesus is alive. He's hope and healing for all the nations. Thank you that you are alive and you're here today. Lord, we bring to you all who are sad at this time that the hope of Jesus will rise in their hearts. And you might remember anyone who's sad that they'll know the life and comfort and strength of Jesus. And we ask all these prayers in Jesus' name. Amen. This is our all-age, all-in service. And um, this year we're going to start on the beginning of every month by doing a happy birthday. This is a sort of prayer and a good will thing. And it's a way of expressing our life across the ages. So if it's your birthday in January, I'd love you to invite you to come and stand with me at the front. If you're sitting next to someone whose birthday is in January, I invite you to exercise the ministry of the sharp elbow. Out of this many people, I know you're there. 
Mark, you're a star. Any other January birthdays children want to bring children up? Well done. Any more? Twenty-eight. Twenty-one. Twenty-one again. That's lovely. When you get to the happy birthday, dear X, we're going to sing happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday to you. Um, so, there you go. Thank you for those who we celebrate this month in January and we bless you for all your people and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to have our Bible reading now and uh, Sophie's going to come and read the Bible and Jane's going to find her a microphone. There you go. Hello? Um, So this is a reading from Matthew 2, verses 1 to 12. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem, in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed and all Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Messiah was to be born. In Bethlehem, in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me so that I too may go and worship him. After they had heard the king, they went on their way and the star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened up their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. This is the word of the Lord. Thank you. Well, welcome again to our first Sunday of the year. Uh, I read of somebody, I don't know about you and New Year's resolutions, I tend to avoid them because I usually fail, but the one I heard of was somebody 
who said, my New Year's resolution is to write 2024 and not 2023. And I thought that was a pretty uh, low-key one that was uh, worthy of thinking about. We've talked about our Christmas gifts, but the, the best gifts are ones that are just right. Just right. They fit us. They're genuinely just what we wanted. In our Bible story, the visitors who came to Jesus, called Magi, were people who studied astronomy and patterns in the stars and planets. And they were led by a star to travel 900 miles to see this special birth. No easy jet, no motorway, no cars. 900 miles. And this, of course, is why we have a star on top of our Christmas tree and all the decorations are properly down. We left the star today um, to remind us of the star that led the Magi to Jesus. They'd understood that this was the one born to be the king of the Jews and they had come to worship. And they'd bought gifts with meaning. You can't beat gifts with meaning. Um, who's wearing gold? I'm not. Look around you at those who got gold on them. That's, you often get a gold watch, don't you? I've got a plastic Fitbit. Gold is so precious. One gram of gold, which is a very small amount, costs over 50 pounds. It's very precious then and it was now. It's used to make crowns for kings and queens. I don't think they bought a crown, but in the, in the aftermath of remembering the coronation and the crown jewels, you can see gold is for kings and queens and um, precious beyond measure. And this was a gift of gold that pointed to this child was the king of kings. Um, And we sing that, uh, whether in a modern song or in the uh, Handel's Messiah or whatever. Frankincense is... um, The frank in frankincense means what it means in English, frank, real. Real incense is frankincense. And um, if you've exercised your nose this morning, it's just been burning away here for half an hour. This is probably the highest St. John's will get in between now and whenever, but there you go. I got my chemistry teacher tripod out and my cat's water bowl. And uh, in here, we've got (coughs) frankincense. I've got some more here. It's just sort of looks like grains of sugar. Um, But it's the gum of a tree. It's a Boswellia tree. There are 140 of them in Kew Gardens. So you could go and visit some. Um, It's in a useful thing. But incense points to the worship of a holy God. It's not... I didn't want to bring in any charcoal this morning exactly, but so it's just a candle and it's not very smoky. But the picture is of this 
quite warm on here. The fragrance is rising up and in the Bible, it's a picture of the prayers of God's people rising up and being pleasing to God. So whenever you say a prayer, just however little it is, it pleases God like a fragrant um, smell coming up to God. And the prayers of God's people are like the gift of frankincense saying this child was God himself, born in human flesh. Isn't that amazing? And then myrrh, well, surprisingly, myrrh comes from a myrrh tree. But it is very expensive because it takes at least 30 years for a myrrh tree to get big enough to produce anything. And you know sometimes if you go to trees and you push them and they've got sticky stuff on them, myrrh is the sticky stuff that comes out of the bark of trees. And it's precious when you collect the sticky stuff for all sorts of reasons. Myrrh brings healing. Um, It's a medicine. It's a perfume. It's a painkiller. It's an antiseptic. When I was in hospital um, earlier last year, I got this inhaler from... Oh, it's still gorgeous. Uh, to, to help my lungs, which are congested. And uh, when I looked on the list, it's got myrrh in it. Isn't that wonderful? I thought, oh, I know about that. It's also, it's an antiseptic. It takes away germs. It was also used respectfully to wrap up the bodies of people who had died. And the gift of myrrh says this child was born to bring healing and salvation. And uh, these Magi and Mary, the mother of Jesus, knew looking forward to the future time when this child would die. And this is contrast between birth and death because Jesus was born that his death would bring salvation to the whole world, including all of us here this morning. This story tells us that Jesus... It's not just for the people who live there and then, but he's made real and present for everyone, everywhere, anytime, and real for us too. So you think today, Jesus is here as king, and we worship. Jesus is here as God, and we bow down. And Jesus is here as the one who heals and forgives and saves. And so we give thanks. Let's pray. Thank you for who you are. And we bow down in worship too this morning. Maybe you just want to bring a little prayer of your own to God. Lord, we thank you for this precious gift of Jesus. Amen.